Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, hanging out as always with one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing very good, Michael. Perfect. That's uh, great news to hear. And we're continuing along with our uh, prospect, a little saga here leading up to the draft Tonight we got Micah Allen from Cowboys Ride for Free, uh, SB Nation's uh, Oklahoma State uh, affiliate. We're breaking down uh, a couple prospects. Micah, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Quite well, I would say. Quite well. Uh, And if we really want to jump right into things, of course, uh, one of the glaring needs of the Steelers this this offseason is that offensive line. uh, And you guys certainly have a good one in Tevin Jenkins. Going back over your uh, time really kind of covering this team, where would you say Tevin Jenkins ranks amongst uh, Oklahoma State uh, offensive uh, offensive linemen, really? Um, so, uh, as you guys probably are aware, uh, Tevin is looking to go first round, um, and he is going to be the first offensive lineman to go – in, I believe, in the first round since um, Russell Okun. Um, and that was the 2010-2011 season, I believe. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, that puts him pretty high up there as far as offensive line talent from Oklahoma State. Awesome. Jeffrey? Yeah. Uh, what would you say his strengths are? I've, I've watched a bit of film on him. Uh, do you have any do you have any insights on him? What he's good at? What kind of scheme fits he would be uh, well suited for? Anything like that? I mean, you know, there were some guys that 
are going to be, you know, getting getting reps at the NFL level on defense. Um, it specifically comes to mind the Texas game, and Jenkins was just absolutely having a field day with them. So um, he obviously can handle, you know, playing with guys that may be a little bit bigger than him. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that he's he's, you know, in an offensive lineman, you want somebody that's not afraid to, you know, get down in the trenches and, you know, play really hard and really tough. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's something that Jenkins definitely has. So. So then I, I guess the, uh, the adverse of that, uh, what are kind of the weaknesses of his game? And can you, can you point to one kind of matchup maybe throughout his uh, career that he potentially struggled a little bit with? Hmm. Let's think here for a second. I, I guess the thing about it is, is, um, you know, Toward the end of the season, you know, he, he was having a lot of issues staying healthy. Um, so that's that's something to kind of look at as, you know, not necessarily a weakness, but just something to look at, um, I would say. Um, in addition, he's not the fastest um, is another big thing that, you know, as I'm reading draft coverage, um, draft profiles on him, that's another thing that, um, you know, that's another thing that I see that a lot of people kind of take as a weakness in Jenkins. Um, and, you know, he had a pretty good um, senior bowl, but didn't necessarily, you know, show anything that was spectacular. Um, so that might hurt him a little bit. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I really just, it's hard for me to come up with things that are bad about Tevin. So. That's perfect to hear Jeffrey. Yeah, um, I see. I see a lot of people because of his arm length have uh, projected him to move inside to guard. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, do you do you think that's a good move for him, or do you think he's he's more of of a of a tackle, or is he a guy who can play both? Um, you know, he's a guy that can play both. Um, I believe he played a couple different spots this past season, even. Um, there was quite a bit of adversity on the offensive line. So, you know, there were moments where Tevin, you know, kind of had to step up a little bit and fill different spots and, you know, kind of was able to, was able to step up to the plate at each of those spots whenever he needed to. So, um, you know, I think if they wanted to move him to guard, that would be an option for sure. Um, so, I think that that experience in college this past year um, would help him do that if he needed to. That's really interesting because one of the sp spots the Steelers are clearly struggling with and kind of lacking talent-wise is that tackle spot. Um, and when it comes to that position, this team could look at the left side or the right side. Has Tevin ever taken snaps as a left tackle? Um, I actually could not tell you that off the top of my head. I, I believe so. Um, but I think for the most part, he's been right side. Right. Okay. Um, moving on to uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, he put up a phenomenal year last year, and a lot of people said he would have uh, – a lot of people think he's actually hurt his stock by staying around uh, one more year. Do you have any uh, opinions on whether his play was different or was – 
you know, the offense overall different or what, what happened between his last year and this year for Chuba Hubbard? Um, you know, I, I think it was a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, I think that as a running back, you really rely on having, you obviously need a good offensive line to be good at your job. Um, and there were times where the offensive line minus Tevin, honestly, um, struggled quite a bit this year. And I think that that kind of hindered him a little bit or hindered, not necessarily hindered him, but hindered the way that they were able to use him, if that makes sense. Um, and in addition to that, I, I think, um, you know, there was quite a bit, I don't want to say drama, but just quite a bit of outside noise this summer that I think might have gotten to him a, a little bit. I, I, I'm not going to say that that's, you know, fact one way or the other, but I think that that definitely might have played a part. Um, and then, you know, I think there could have been a little bit of, you know, I am just trying to not get hurt a little bit. Um, so like I said, I think it was just a culmination of a lot of different factors that resulted in a bit of a disappointing year for Chuba. Um, but, you know, a disappointing year for Chuba is still a fairly good year overall. So, um, you know, like I said, it was just kind of a, a mixture of things. Now with Chuba, I, I guess with both players, uh, if you could pinpoint one, who was the best offensive player? It, it could even necessarily doesn't have to be either of those guys, but in your opinion, who's the best offensive player of that uh, Oklahoma state offense? Hmm. Of the draft eligible players or just like overall? It, it could even be overall. Okay. Uh, hmm. That's a really good question. Let's see. Honestly, Tylen Wallace. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, Tylen is just a, a, a really good player. Um, and I think that he's proven time and time again, why people talk about him. Um, you know, he, he's just watching him make a contested catch is a thing of beauty. Um, and, you know, I, I think that there's, there's, a really big leadership quality to Tylen. Um, I, I think he uh, was glue for that offense um, this past season. I, I think that you know he, what he's been able to do over the course uh, over the course of his Oklahoma State career has just been phenomenal. So I'm going to go with Tylen. Now, okay, going talking yeah. about uh, Tylen Wallace, his freshman season, if I'm right, was 2017. Uh, where he didn't produce much. And Steeler fans know that year pretty well because we took Mason Rudolph and James Washington in the 2018 draft. And then Tylen Wallace had a very, like, James Washington-level numbers in his sophomore year. And then after that, it kind of came back down more to earth. Uh, it, he played the same, if I'm, if I'm right, from what I was watching of him, he played the same position as James Washington, what's what would you say the difference between him and James Washington uh, as receivers at Oklahoma State would be? Hmm. I would say that Tylen plays a little bit longer than James did, if that makes sense. Tylen is taller. Um, and, you know, I think that he was much more um, physical in his play. You know, he wasn't afraid to get 
choppy with a safety um, and say, okay, catch me. Um, and, you know, that's just not necessarily the way that James played. Um, you know, I think that he's just a little bit more physical than James. I think what say would be the biggest difference between the two would be. Now, we got uh, a couple questions here in the live chat uh, I'm going to quickly bring up. And, and everyone watching live, by all means, if you have any questions for Micah, please uh, throw them in the live chat. We'll get to a couple of them before we get back to uh, our regular scheduled questions. But uh, Andrew Wilbar, this is more of a, a comment. He says he thinks Tevin Jenkins is more of a day two prospect. Says he has slow feet and isn't quick off the snap. Would you agree with that? Um, I agree with the the analysis, um, but I don't necessarily think it's enough to drop him today, too. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, there's there's enough good about him that I think kind of offsets that, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I still think that he's going to go. It'll be late day one, but I think he goes round one. Now, Andrew is on fire here in our uh, live chat. He he asks about uh, Tylen Wallace. Would you happen to know if he's on TikTok? Because that seems to be a bit of a problem with our receivers. <laughs> I love Juju, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I think Tylen's on TikTok. Actually, I can look that up right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, love, we love Juju here, too. But uh, there's a lot of the old... The older play, older people in the media and in the area that are uh, very concerned about players uh, being on TikTok instead of, I don't know, practicing even more. I guess. <laughs> right, right. It, it, it's it's distracting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the old. Oh, you're doing something in your free time. Shouldn't you be practicing? It's like, uh, <laughs> do you like if you're a plumber? Do you do you work eight hours a day and then go home and just redo the plumbing in your own house? It's right, kind of way I right. Out. So did you find so him on TikTok? I was not able to find him on TikTok. Um, Oklahoma State football go. is, but I don't believe Thailand is. Awesome. Now, um, I, I lost the question, but uh, we were going to get into uh, Radarius Williams anyway. Uh, of course, the brother brother of uh, Greedy Williams. Apparently, I have a Jamaican accent there for a second. That was weird. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, with Rodarius, is he anything like his brother? Do you see him as like a, as a solid draft prospect? Um, to me, Rodarius is more of a undrafted free agent steal. Mm. Um, you know, I think he might go sixth or seventh round. Um, but you know, I just think there's, there's a lot of talent out there at his position. Um, and so, you know, I think if, if somebody does get him as, as an adopted free agent, they're getting a great player for a steal. Um, but you know, I just, I think that, you know, it's just not, not quite, at the level where I would automatically say he's going to get drafted, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Now, uh, Jeffrey, do you have any follow-up uh, with uh, Radarius uh, Williams in mind? Yeah. What would you uh, say his his strengths are, and 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 why do you why do you think uh, he will struggle with it, or his struggles that should cause him to drop? So, um, as far as strengths, I think that he played in a 
really offensive heavy league in the Big 12. You know, the Big 12 has some great players on offense. Um, or they had, you know, throughout his entire Oklahoma State career, he's had to deal with a lot of really, really good players. And I think that that has only made him stronger. Um, and not only that, but in practice, he's facing off against people like Tylen Wallace. Um, and so that also helps. You know, he's got that experience. And, you know, I think – Rodarius's biggest problem was that sometimes he just missed assignments um, and made kind of silly mistakes, um, correctable mistakes, but still mistakes that you don't want to see from someone that you're going to draft in, um, in in the draft. You know, good enough that, like I said, he'll 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 find a spot in the NFL, um, but those mistakes just. Some of them just were not acceptable um, for a player of his caliber. Um, and, you know, I think that that's what's going to hold him back is those little mistakes. Um, but, you know, he can work. Um, he can work really hard and get those corrected. And like I said, be a really end up, end up having a really good NFL career. Um, so um, those are my two biggest things with the Darius. Now, uh, Jeffrey, do you have any more questions on Rodarius, or uh, can I move no, on? To that's something? it. Okay. Um, so Ron Chess puts this in the live chat, uh, and I want to follow up on this. Uh, he asked Micah, I heard uh, Tevin is described as an offense lineman with attitude. Uh, would you agree towards that? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> um, that's what I love about watching him um, is, you know, he just – I, I can almost describe it as sometimes he'll just go all like Hulk with Loki and the Avengers on them um, and just kind of throw them around. And it's, it's beautiful. Um, and and I, I love that attitude with him. So, so yes, I definitely agree. <laughs> now, now, before I pass that off to Jeffrey, does that ever get him in trouble with penalties or is that, uh, is that uh, kind of a, a concentrated attitude? Um, I think it's concentrated. I, I don't think, he does get penalties sometimes, um, but I also think he's kind of smart about it. Um, so it kind of honestly just depends on who's refing the game. Um, so Dang I refs. would say it's a bit of a hit or miss. Gotcha, Jeffrey. All right. I wanted to bring up for Michael here another uh, Canadian prospect that we can look at, and that would be Amen, Ogbong Bamiga. I almost oh, you Ogbong Bamiga. Ogbong Bamiga. Uh, tell us about him. Tell us about Amen. Um, so Amen, he's been a really, really great player and a cornerstone of that Oklahoma State defense for the past couple of years. Um, you know, I, I've really enjoyed watching him play. Um, he is a guy that will make a play when you need him to. Um, he is, he was a really big leader on this defense this past year, especially. Um, and, you know, they're really going to miss him. Um, you know, he's, he, he, he was really good at getting to quarterbacks. Um, quarterbacks in the big 12 feared him, I think. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I really enjoyed watching him play over his career at Oklahoma State, and I can't wait to see what he does next. I think he's going to find a place in the NFL. I'm not sure where exactly that is, but I do think eventually he will end up in the NFL somewhere. Um, you know, 
And, and, you know, I think that they're him and Shuba both are kind of showing the, I think that kind of showed the nation that Canada produces really good football players. Um, <laughs> um, repping, you know, Alberta. Um, so, you know, we're really proud of him. And um, like I said, I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, just for context, I'm from Vancouver, uh, so just, just got to rep the uh, rep, rep the red and white over here. But uh, just to rattle off a, a couple a uh, couple more live chat uh, stuff here, specifically about Amen first. Uh, Thaddeus wants to know where exactly he's going to be drafted round wise. That's a great question. Um, you know, I think his position is really um, saturated. I think there's a lot of really good players that play where Amon does. Um, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes anywhere from, you know, fourth round to possibly he maybe even go undrafted. Um, I'm, he's one of the ones that I'm just not really sure. Um, but, you know, like I said, I do think he'll end up finding a home in the NFL. I think he'll end up going somewhere. Um, I'm just not sure where that is yet. Now, Eric Pereira, I hope I hope I'm saying that right. He asks, uh, this is going to be going back to Tevin Jenkins. He asks, can he pass protect? Um, so uh, maybe to kind of grow that question a little bit more. Is he more of a like a road grader, run blocking type? Does he do both really well? Is he really good pass blocker? What's kind of his absolute strength? Um, I I think that Oklahoma State used Tevin as more of run protection. I think he basically was there to prevent, you know, holes. Um, but I, I also think that, you know, he did protect the quarterback a lot. And I think that Spencer Sanders can kind of thank Tevin for not being on his butt most of the season. <laughs> um, and so I think that there is, there, there is a little bit of both in him. I think he can do both, but I think that he would probably do better at um, protecting against the run. Awesome. And then, Jeffrey, before I turn it over to you, I, I do have a question about Chuba myself here. Specifically, do you think he can return to that 2019 form? Uh, of course, he fumbled a ton this past season, which kind of became a big issue uh, for him before he opted out at the end of the year. But do you think he can return to what he was in 2019? Um. Yes, yes, I think so. Um. I think that, you know, that's obviously we saw in 2019 that that's in him. Um, I, and I think that he can get back there, especially, you know, being motivated, you know, trying to get into the NFL. I think that, that will definitely, you know, help. Um, and I think that he can get back to that 2019 form. Um, you know, I, I believe in him. Um, so I, I think that, you know, to me, when I see a player that does what Shiba did, consensus All-American, over 2000 yard season, all that stuff, you know, I, I have a hard time believing that they won't get back there. Um, now, you know, with a running back, there's always the chance of injury and things like that, setting him back maybe a little bit, but you know, I think that, I think he'll, I think he'll return there. Awesome. Uh, and I know Jeffrey, we've talked about in the past that Chuba, well, you specifically mentioned that he just kind of stemmed from trying hard. Uh, I'll let you answer that before you give uh, Mike the next question. Jeffrey? Oh, what? I'm sorry, who are you asking that of? <laughs> you lost me. I don't know what you were saying. There. No, j just about Chuba's uh, fumbling troubles. 
coming up this past year. I, I know a week ago when we were off air, we kind of talked about how that kind of stemmed yeah. from him trying a little bit too hard. So uh, I'll, I'll give you that before uh, passing you the next question is what I was trying to say. Okay, I thought you were asking me to answer. A, I'm like, was that a question even? All right, actually, if I can show, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of questions here about whether people uh, entered the draft or not. Let me click on this, see if I can do it. There we go. Uh, Colby Harvell Peel. So, uh, Colby Harvell Peel was kind of a roller coaster. Um, he said he was entering the draft, and we were sad. And then he said he was coming back, and we're very glad. Um, so Colby will be back next year, um, after kind of, I think what, if my, this is just my opinion, but what I think happened is he realized that he might've gotten some bad advice, um, as far as, you know, you should enter the draft. Um, and so he has decided to come back for his senior year, which is, is great news to OSU fans. Um, so. All right. And one more, uh, Josh Sills. It was... Uh, I don't. I think he might. Is he one of those? Is he one of the ones who took the extra senior year option so because he, of COVID? Yes, that's what happened. He was a grad transfer um, okay. from West Virginia, and yes, he will be using that extra year of eligibility. Okay, awesome. Um, anyone else that stood out on the team that that? is going in the NFL that may fly under the radar, may end up undrafted or, or just people aren't talking about uh, that you think is better and deserves to get a little more, you know, a second look and maybe a little more attention. Hmm. Let me think on that for a second. Honestly, I, I think, I think who we talked about is kind of who I think is, is going to be. I don't think there's going to be, um, a whole lot of surprises um, as far as, you know, people that are being slept on or things like that. Um, I think kind of with the guys that we have entering the draft, kind of what they are is what they are. Um, so to answer your question, I think everybody that is going that is in the draft um, is, you know, being evaluated the way that they should be, I think. Okay. Awesome. Then, Kind of going back to Chuba Hubbard, I'm just kind of curious what Evelyn's kind of mindset on him was when he decided, if I'm not mistaken, he opted out. But like he played some of the season, then a couple of weeks before it ended, uh, he he chose to opt out. I, I'm just curious uh, what uh, what Evelyn's kind of mindset was uh, when that happened. So, you know, you had the part of the fan base that was, you know, go get your money, man. Like, it's fine. You've, you've done your part, go, or we'll be fine, you know. But then, you know, you have the other side that, you know, is very much, he should finish out his, he's has the scholarship, he should finish playing, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, but overall, I think people were pretty supportive of Chuba because of what he did for Oklahoma State in 2019. Um you know, he got Oklahoma State being talked about nationally. Um, and, you know, I think people respected that. And I think people respected his decision for the most part. Um, so, but, you know, you're always going to have the people that are very, I call them the olds, that, you know, don't understand that attitude of I'm going to go get paid. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that for the most part, people were overall supportive of him. Sticking with Chuba, uh, 
he was a big threat. I've, I know in screen passes and little flats passes like that. Did Oklahoma State ever line him up like in a re- more receiver position and have him run routes, or was he, or did they use him mostly out of the back, almost entirely out of the backfield? Um, it was very much out of the backfield. Um, Chuba was very much a back that if he can get in the open field, he's gone. Um, and so Oklahoma State used that speed mostly. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I would have liked to have seen them try to use him as a receiver a little bit more maybe. But Oklahoma State is also has a very – you know, fairly pronounced wide receiver line. Um, so, you know, they didn't particularly need him to be a receiver a whole lot. Um, so it was mostly um, out of the backfield. Great. Now, with Chuba, again, of course, he's uh, he's one of those top running back prospects that kind of fell off a little bit. Now, is he – do you still see him as one of the kind of elite backs this draft? Can he still be that guy? Um, it depends. You know, I think he's very much two sides of a coin. I think that Chuba has that in him where he can play just out of his mind. Um, but I also think that, you know, he does – let things hold him back a little bit sometimes. Um, But overall, I do think he is an elite running back. Um, You know, I think that if he can get on a team that has a good offensive line where he has a lot of protection, I think he could be very, very deadly. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, being in the right place with the right offensive mindset and, you know, um, being an offense that, shoot that that plays to Chuba's strengths um you know I think he has the like I like I said earlier I think he has the potential to be um an elite back I still think that's 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 in him and that is him I just think that you know he 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 kind of let himself drop down this season um but you know I I see the comeback for sure great now Jeffrey I I see we're getting to the top of the first half hour of our show here Uh, I'll give you last question if uh if you got some more stuff for Micah all right. Uh, going to Tylen Wallace as a receiver, is he a guy that you would put like in space by himself and let him try and like, you know, change of direction and just beat people that way? Is he more uh, a pure long speed kind of guy where you're going to really want to focus on deep threat with him? Or do you see him as a guy that can move around and in space and go into the slot and, and, you know, play different wide receiver spots? How do you view him and his role in the NFL? Uh, Chuba? Are we still talking about Chuba? No, uh, Tylen Wallace. Okay. <laughs> um, Tylen is a very much a run down the field and catch it wide receiver. Um, if, if, if you, if you can get it in Tylen's vicinity, he's going to catch it. So I definitely see him going long, um, and just kind of being out there in space to, um to make catches and to he does have speed to him so you know if he can catch it and juke somebody i think that that's an option too i think he can play a couple different receiver spots for sure okay is is he a and how does he do blocking does he do much uh in the run game blocking is there or is, is he solid there just kind of you don't notice him or does he show up as being good or show up as being bad um i think he's just kind of 
he can block and it's awesome when he does he makes it look super cool um but i don't know if that's necessarily something that i would say is like something that thailand is known for um so you know i think that that's definitely an ability that he has i just don't know if i would say it's like something that i would specifically point out about him um so anything uh, anything else jeffrey no that's it all right so that's the first half of our show uh micah before uh, we let you get out of here is there anything you'd like to plug um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Micah Allen 18, and you can check out all of our Oklahoma state content at Cowboys RFF. And then the website is Cowboys ride Um, so if you're interested in learning more about Thailand or Tevin or Chuba or anybody that we talked about tonight, um, there's lots of content there for you to read. Um, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on with us, Micah. Of course, I see a ton of more questions in the live chat. If you got a Twitter account, sh- shoot them her way. I- I'm sure Micah would love to uh, answer those questions for the people. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Now, uh, if you're watching on uh, Facebook and YouTube, just hang tight. Uh, we will jump into a quick, just couple second break, flip over and get to uh, some pretty crazy Steelers news and NFL news uh, breaking today. Uh, it is Wednesday time of recording, of course. If you're listening on the podcast platform side, you can go ahead and flip over to the second part right now. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.